The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour of blessing. Good morning. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We'd like to welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC, channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV, Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church located at 1043 Middle Street is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with a sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Cali for over 95 years, and our prayer tower the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hansen, in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, since wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and conference and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. The church choir under the direction of Assistant Choir Director Rose Bohaku Carter will start off today's Valentine's telecast with that toe-tapping song, The Love of the Lord. 
They will be ably accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Rose Bahakukaro on the organ. Our Lord and Savior proved his love for all mankind when he gave his life on the cross of Calvary. Through the shedding of his blood, we now have the promise of eternal life. Let the love of the Lord lift you up from the depths of despair and carry you to the glory land, flowing with milk and honey. Please follow along and sing with the choir as you see the words on your screen. The church band under the direction of yours truly will play the song, In My Heart There Rings a Melody. Anyone can sing when the sun's shining bright and only good things are happening, but it's the Lord who puts a melody of love in our heart when the storms of life surround us. He causes us to sing a song of hope and peace to lift us up and comfort our hearts. We thank the Lord that he's only a prayer away.
our soloist for today is Shirley Nabing, who will give the Lord all the praises and glory, singing the beautiful song, Love Found a Way. Doing her background music will be Associate Pastor Marvin Nabing on the bass, Trusty Associate Pastor Emmett Sprozzini on the guitar, and yours truly on the piano. Let the love of the Lord find a way to your heart in your daily walk with God. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ came from the heart of God. He is God's valentine to us.
The church choir will now perform their final number for the day entitled, I Know That He Still Cares. Our Lord is near and dear to our hearts in time of trouble. He's the guiding light that shines the way to our salvation, full and free. He's worthy of all praise and all glory and honor goes to Him for what He has done, doing, and going to do.
are blessed to have the church orchestra under the direction of just the associate pastor, Evans Broad Sr., to pick and strum to the song, Just As I Am. Our Lord is no respecter of persons. He does not look at the outward appearance, but instead looks at the heart. The heart is the mirror to our soul. Yes, television viewers, the Lord is knocking at the door of your heart today. Won't you let him in and accept him as your personal Savior, Master, and Lord? For today is the day of salvation, if you will but hear his voice. The BA degrees under the direction of Rose Bahaku Carter will sing the heartwarming song entitled, For You. No matter what the test or trial we go through, our Lord is able to work it out. There is no problem that He cannot solve and no mountain too tall that He cannot climb, for nothing is impossible with Him. Our Lord and Savior will always be there for you. At this time, it is with great pleasure to dedicate this song to a faithful and dear sister in Christ who shares her love in the Lord with all those around her. Who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies. She is none other than Mrs. Daisy May Clark. May the good Lord continue to smile down upon you as you serve him in the spirit of beauty and holiness. Have a blessed and wonderful Sunday.
brought you down. I got a wind in my tail, rubber boots, and a pail. I'll throw you a line. Rest assured that I Good morning, and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for a viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California. These telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KDTV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino, from 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. 
from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR 1034 in Eugene, Oregon, from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming, from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable, Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning the schedule of gospel services here in the home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At Okamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Elverio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinlaw in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K.Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotobato, Mindanao, Philippines. You're welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to head pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. To be a member in the family of Jesus, TV viewers, requires living a tough lifestyle. There are many in the world, and in our country for that matter, who do not appreciate this lifestyle. It is too restrictive or too limiting. They maintain because it seeks to exclude sin and make it repulsive. Whether we like it or not, this is the way of the Lord would have it. I hope my sermon, Examine Your Heart, will make a special and significant impact upon you so that in spite of its toughness, you will choose to live the lifestyle of Jesus, beginning with your being baptized in His precious holy name. If you have not yet met this requirement, if you have, however, then you can take this sermon to heart and let it make a difference in your life as a member of God's family. Valentine's Day is a special day because it is so wonderful to be loved and have people tell us so. But there is something more wonderful than receiving a Valentine card from your husband, sweetheart, friends, and so forth. It is to know that the heart of Jesus is loving and large enough to take us all in and no one needs to be left out. Jesus came from the heart of God. He is God's valentine to us. God wants us to look at ourselves and examine our hearts. After the spirit of conviction fell upon the first church, that situation could only be released by repentance. When there is repentance in the hearts of people, then there can be great rejoicing and a lifting of oppressive feelings in the congregation. 
the Lord gives us a picture of the last days. As you read in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. And certainly we are living in perilous times as we see the world spinning headlong into destruction. Let's contemplate some of the phrases in the fifth and seven verses. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. The Word of God tells us to avoid such men. What does it mean to have a form of godliness? It means Jesus being in the form of God or Jesus being the Almighty God. Listen to Philippians 2, 5 through 8. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. He emptied himself of the outward glory, which was a mark of his Godhead and majesty. The eyes of men could not have looked upon his glory. Our Lord was not grasping at something that was not his by divine right. It was rightfully his, for he was and is God. Another word is hypocrite. The Bible says in 2 Timothy, the third chapter and the 10th verse, but thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience. As far as the world is concerned, they have a form of godliness, but nobody knows what's taking place in their hearts. Remember the king who had the gold vessels, the swords, the shields, and the vials of the temple of the Lord? They were made of gold, but the enemy came and stole them so that the king made shields of brass and hung them as replacements. Those new shields were not gold, they were counterfeit. Today we have a lot of counterfeit prophets and apostles. We read in 2 Corinthians 11:13 to 15, for such as false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Notice that Satan can and often disguise himself in this way. He's a deceiver, knows that the devil is a real person and not just an evil power. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Jesus said that in the last days, there will be a falling away. He has that many will be outwardly rebellious, ungrateful, and unholy. God is just con as concerned about the man who looks godly on the outside, but full of dead men's bones, vile, unkept, and unholy on the inside. And all this stems from the heart, as you read in Jeremiah 17, 9 to 10. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. 
speaking about backslidings and falling away from the faith, it all begins from the heart. Jesus tells us of three places or ways in which sin appears. One, in the human heart, that is, out of the heart. Two, in the human mind, evil thoughts. And three, in human action, adulteries, fornications, murders, drugs, and so forth. We read in Mark 7, 21 to 23, for from within, out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, and evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. Today, we find that many are playing in the marketplace and have no time for God. Jesus talked about John the Baptist and asked the multitudes, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Of course not, for those who wear soft clothing are found in king's palaces. They do not clothe themselves in camel's hair. They don't eat locusts and wild honey. When the people encountered John the Baptist, they saw a man just as rugged, just as bold, just as courageous as any like him that ever lived. Listen to Matthew 11, 16 to 19. But whereunto shall I liken this generation? It is like unto children sitting in the markets and calling unto their fellows and saying, We have piped unto you, and ye have not danced. We have mourned unto you, and ye have not lamented. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he hath a devil. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, they say. Behold, a man gluttonous and a wine-bibber and a friend of publicans and sinners. But wisdom is justified of her children. Jesus went on to say that John the Baptist was least in the kingdom. Jesus compared that generation to children playing in the marketplaces, who blew flutes and played horns, who gave invitations, but who wouldn't accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, who refused to hear the gospel of the kingdom of God, who refused to repent of their sins or be born of water and the Spirit. They were too busy playing with things of the world. They did not have time to look at the seriousness of their soul's worth. They didn't have time for anything except for doing what pleased them. People then and now are cop-outs. They don't want to get involved in the Lord's work. And they condemn those who put Jesus first in their lives. The battle is not between you and the preacher, or you and your neighbor, or you and your parents. The battle is between you and the Lord. What are you going to do with Jesus? Years ago, there were people called beatniks and others like them who dropped out of life, pretending the world did not exist. No matter what, everyone has to deal with reality. Saving souls is the most important business in the world, and we can't ignore it. Don't fall into delusion. Don't be tempted by some lying spirit that will destroy you. Satan has signs and false wonders that are contrary to God's signs and God's wonders. Paul tells us in 2 Thessalonians, second chapter, verse 3, 9 to 12, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man's sin be revealed, 
that is Antichrist, the son of perdition. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they may be damned who believe not the truth but have pleasure in unrighteousness. These verses tell us that those who are living and willfully reject Christ up to the time of the rapture and refuse to turn to Jesus during the period of the approaching tribulation or before the Lord comes in power will be sent a strong delusion so that they will believe a lie, and not the truth. In other words, they will suffer the consequences because they could have accepted truth, Christ Jesus, but chose not to. I know some of you have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof, and it has hindered your growth. Delusions lead to stress, mental opinion, depression, and error in morals and religion. A lot of people do not know right from wrong because they have erred from the faith. And many today are erring regarding the baptism in Jesus' name. Galatians 1, 8 through 9 reads, But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again. If any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be a curse. What gospel did Paul preach? We read in Acts 28, 31, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no man forbidding him. Therefore, if one has not already done so, it is of the utmost importance for that individual to concede to Jesus in full repentance. True repentance is to profess godly sorrow for sins committed. However, repentance is only the initial step towards full salvation. One must go beyond that and be baptized by immersion in the name of Jesus. If you have been baptized the Lord's way, you do not have to be rebaptized. Oh, you exclaim, I did not realize that there was such a thing as the Lord's way in baptism and in the salvation of my soul. Let me assure you, there certainly is. And one of my purposes here and now is to ensure that you are apprised of it. There was a certain Jew named Apollos who fervently edified the Lord. But there was one critical flaw in his preaching. However, in Apollos' favor, we must concede that he was unaware of that flaw. Listen to Acts 18, 25 to 26. This man, that is Apollos, was instructed in the way of the Lord. And being fervent in the spirit, he spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. And he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, whom when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took him unto them and expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. Apollos was still exhorting John's baptism, unenlightened of both the baptism in the name of Jesus and the gift of the Holy Ghost. However, 
because Priscilla and Aquila had accompanied Paul extensively, these two knowledgeable companions set Apollos on the right path. From that day forward, Apollos preached the gospel in its fullness, informing those he encountered on all that had transpired. He mightily convinced the Jews and that publicly showing by the scriptures that Jesus was Christ. Paul himself set things in order too. As he traveled about preaching the gospel, Paul finding certain disciples of John asked, have you received the Holy Ghost since he believed? And they said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Unto what then, asked Paul, were ye baptized? And they answered, unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him, which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, according to Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This scripture focused on the entire cycle of salvation, repentance, baptism for the remission of sins, and the gift of the Holy Ghost. When Paul laid hands upon the saved, the Holy Ghost came upon them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied, confirming what Jesus said, they shall speak with new tongues. In John 3, 5, are the very words of Jesus himself spoken to Nicodemus the Pharisee. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Furthermore, Acts 4.12 distinctly declares, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Thus, we conclude that there is certainly such a thing as the Lord's way, or the only correct way in salvation. In 1 Kings chapter 13, we have the true story of what I am talking about. God spoke to a prophet from Judah to go and preach the judgments of God. As the northern kingdom had built an altar in Bethel and was offering sacrifices on the altar there. Listen to 1 Kings 13, 3-5. And he gave a sign the same day, saying, This is the sign which the Lord had spoken. Behold, the altar shall be rent, and the ashes that are upon it shall be poured out. And it came to pass, when King Jeroboam heard the saying of the man of God, which had cried out against the altar in Bethel, that he put forth his hand from the altar, saying, Lay hold on him. And his hand, which be put forth against him, dried up. In other words, the hand became withered, numb, and lifeless, so that he could not pull it in again to him. The altar was rent, and the ashes poured out from the altar according to the sign which the man of God had given by the word of the Lord. Therefore, the king asked the man of God to implore God to heal him, for God always performs wonder-working miracles. The king's hand was made ever withhold. He invited the man of God to go home with him, and the response was, No, the Lord has commanded me to return back home as soon as the message is delivered. The man of God did everything as God had instructed. However, 
there were two sons of an old backslidden prophet who had been at the meeting that day and had seen what God did. They took the message back home, and the old prophet said, if I could only talk to this prophet. The old prophet went searching for the young prophet, found him under an oak tree, and invited the young man to his home. The young man told his elder what God had said. We read in 1 Kings 13, 17, and 18, For it was said to me by the word of the Lord, Thou shalt eat no bread, no drink water there, nor turn again to go by the way that thou camest. He said unto him, I am a prophet also as thou art. And an angel spake unto me by the word of the Lord, saying, Bring him back with thee into thine house, that he may eat bread and drink water. But he lied unto him. Rather than listen to the voice of God, the young prophet listened to the voice of an old backslidden prophet. The moral of this story is that whatever the Lord makes his will known unto us, nothing, nothing after, no afterthought, friend, relative, brother, and sister in Christ or backsider should cause us to depart from it. And many today are departing and building on sinking sand and superficial things. God knows your heart, and if you have the spirit of delusion, you are really in bad shape. Jesus is the only way. He tells us, I am the way, the truth, the life, and the resurrection. No man cometh to the Father but by me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. The heart ruleth the world. And it is governed by love, for faith worketh by love. The likes and dislikes of mankind rule the world. Listen to Proverbs 4.23. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. The importance of the heart is emphasized throughout God's word. It is from the heart that the mouth speaks. The child of God is able to keep his heart with all diligence because the Holy Spirit lives within him. This verse reminds us of the great importance of obtaining a clean heart, for we cannot enter heaven without it. Morality will keep us out of jail, but it will take holiness to keep us out of hell. Jesus said in Matthew 5:8, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And the sight of God is promised to no one else. The wicked shall offend Jesus. To those of you in the viewing audience this morning, I say, I hope and pray that you have a clean heart because it is the only thing keeping you out of hell right now. Imagine that. You are only one heartbeat from hell. If you persist in your sins and have never been truly born again of water and of the Spirit, and should you die in your sins, the very moment your heart stops beating, your soul will be in hell. No matter how moral or religious you may have been, the Word tells us thusly in Romans 3, 22-23, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Did you know that there are over 750 verses in the Bible which mention heart? The word heart is synonymous with the soul. 
The seat of affection is in the heart, and the term has come to mean one's emotions, desires, and affections. The heart thinks, feels, loves, and acts. Your heart is you. Today we are living in a generation when a person with brains is considered more important than a person with a good heart. This is one of the reasons the world is upside down. Listen to Romans 10, 9 through 10. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Therefore our prayer daily should be to create in me a clean heart, for out of the heart are the issues of life. And as man thinketh in his heart, so is he. We don't read of a psalm of David created when Nathan, the prophet, came unto him after he had gone into Bathsheba. We read in Psalms 51, 2, 3, and 10, Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin, for I acknowledge my transgressions. My sin is ever before me. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Therefore, what is in your heart? I hope you have Jesus in your heart. And with that, happy Valentine's, everyone. If you'd like to know more about God's Word and the church and review these telecast presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. And until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of His hands. And now, here's a church band to close today's telecast with the song, Love Found a Way.
preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.